0: This is Movie and a Beer, a podcast based in Portland, Oregon, where you can share in our discussion about movies and what beers go best with them. From classic cinema to the latest blockbuster, we all can use a little help figuring out what beers to enjoy in the theater or at home. So listen in and explore with us the vast world of ales and lagers to pair up with your movie experience. Hello and welcome to Movie and a Beer. This is Dan Kopersky. We have today with us... World War II movie trivia expert, Blake Hunt. Guy with coffee, Randall.
1: Woohoo!
0: It's early. It's it is early on a, on a very fun Saturday afternoon here in uh, Portland area. Thanks for coming over, guys. Absolutely. Uh, we have a great movie to talk about today. Uh, it's titled 1917. It's a World War One era film that was co-written and directed by Sam Mendes... Uh, it is based on stories that were told to him by his grandfather, who is a World War I vet. It follows a couple of British soldiers. Schofield, played by George McKay, and Blake. I was there. It was Not rough. to be confused with our Blake. It was all sepia town. It was crazy. Yeah, played by Dean Charles Chapman. They are selected to deliver an urgent message to a nearby battalion, to stop an advancement the next morning, which was actually a trap because the Germans pulled back. Uh, that's the whole gist of the movie, is following these what are called runners as they travel from point A to point B across the German front line. Everyone that they run across in the film that they interact with thinks they're insane and doesn't yeah. know why they're doing this. But they know that they were told very clearly there's 1,500 soldiers that are plus that are going to die if they don't get the message through. And why they're only sending a few is that you have more opportunity to have them sneak through than if you have a whole lot of people trying to go through. It's done as a what's called a single camera cinematography effect, so uh, cool. which was pretty amazing. It's kind of like doing the third person shot in a video game. If you've ever played, you know, typical first person shooters, it follows them like a first person shooter. It does have some minor editing that's well, obviously lots of editing that's been done, but it they stick with the single camera effect quite well.
1: Yeah. There's maybe a couple spots where you where you could see it and think, I bet they cut here, but it it feels like real time and it's really harrowing. Actually, it adds to the effect of like the horrors of war and the stress of like these, these guys trying to get
0: through and not die. Yeah, when Blake's uh, brother is in one of the is a lieutenant mm-hmm. in one of the units that is going to be advancing. Yes. So he is very urgently trying to get there to save his brother's life. The three of us went and saw it at a wonderful theater here in the North Portland area off of Lombard. It's called the Twin Cinema. They do offer food, uh, pizza by the slice that's made there on site.
2: Excellent pizza. Can't yeah. complain. I Very had nice. two slices at at a, a 12 o'clock on the dot. That was an early time to see the movie.
0: Yeah, we uh, they do have first-run movies. They have matinees, so it was only six dollars a ticket, which was $6 super thumbs ticket. up. It was cheap, y'all, a cheap date. That's great. <laughs>
1: that was great. Oh I owe you six bucks. That's right. Uh, we'll move on and on the, the uh and the beer selection. Beer selection is good. The arc well, I was gonna say the architecture of the building just I wanted to just walk around for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like an old school theater. Mm-hmm. The seats are pretty comfy too.
2: Yeah. They're yeah. all right, you know.
1: Like
0: old my my dad would probably complain about its back but they're like old sinky seats so I yeah love yeah the uh, and the cool thing is if you do get us and the one thing that i do want to remember to mention is small pitchers of beer they're only half size yes yes and they're not that they're not as expensive as a full size pitcher so they they don't want people to take a full pitcher out there and spill and make a giant mess in the theater because that Makes would sense. make a huge mess it's like they know uh, how i how i operate yeah they back probably 10 rows or so every other row is a table Mm-hmm. So a lot of theaters that do provide seating and, and food and alcohol and various things have that kind of setup. So it should be familiar to those that have been to those types of theaters before. I think it might be my new favorite theater. Yeah, I mean, it, I it, mean the, it's... the people there were super friendly, yeah, gave yeah. us tasters of some of the beers, wanted to make sure that we we knew what we were getting and... You know, I I really appreciate that. I think we had a really good good
2: experience experience at the Mm -hmm. theater.
0: Uh, We will definitely see some other matinees there because it's sort of up on our end of town. Definitely. Very cool. The issue now is uh, how much plot spoil do you want to give away with this movie? Be prepared for lots of dead bodies. Lots of interaction with dead bodies. Soldiers that have been killed prior to their advancement as well as during their advancement through the line.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. mood-wise, this is a high-stress movie. Yeah. I was not, not as much as Uncut Gems where I was just clenched the whole time, but here I was just, I went through the whole wave of emotions, like like a nice, like hopeful scene with the color palette change, like, oh, okay, everything's going to be all right, and then, like, gunfire and running, like, oh, oh, God, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah. So I was just
0: all over the place. I, God, I love this movie. And, and I really appreciate the nighttime scenes.
1: Yeah, yes. where it's realistic.
0: They it's did not beautiful. like the scenes. You have a giant fire of a building burning in the background, and that's the only lighting that they had available. And then I, I guess a flare? Yeah, and, and these casual like, flare. So cool. and, and that you just followed them around. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I watched a documentary on the making of this and the, the techniques. They had to build their own equipment to carry Camera. the cameras around. While they were following the actors and do it in a way that so it was like a free float camera, it was on a right. you know, not on a dolly because it would do 360s around them in real time. Yeah, it would. And you're just like, How did they do that? they a like, trench, they dug trenches. Yeah they, yeah, they 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 literally had people holding up this big rig running with them the wow. whole time, even when they jumped in the water. Jeez. It uh, it got
2: nominated Ooh. uh, for best picture. Uh, I don't prediction early prediction it's not going to win though.
1: Yeah. I would agree with that.
2: I, I think it was amazing but um, I think like statistically speaking if your film doesn't get nominated for best actor it it doesn't win. Yeah. Best picture. And no one, these actors were great but neither one of them got nominated. Yeah. Which is a shame.
0: And and it did have some great supporting well-known actors, Ooh, yeah. you know, Benedict Cumberbatch oh, yeah. and Cumberbatch, not Cumberbatch. And Colin Firth. Uh, played officers in it. Mm-hmm. They were recognizable faces, believable authority figures. Yeah. Like, you're, you're
1: not going to watch this movie, see uh, a Bramble Patch cummer, cummerbund, and think, oh, hey, Doctor Strange. You're going to see him like, oh, oh, this guy. Oh, oh, he's serious.
2: Yeah, I didn't really like him in the movie. He's not the most likable character, but
0: he did a good job. Mm-hmm. We talked some after the movie about kind of the very singular track that the story takes Mm -hmm. uh this is a combination of stories so it's not just like oh this is based on a single story right so there's it's a composite it's a composite and there are some what you would say logical gaps that occur even though you do follow them in quote-unquote real time there is a there's a gap where it's black which is kind of cool because it's an extended black period and you're like is he dead I legit was thought the film broke. <laughs> I was like, like, do, do we have to get a refund? Yeah, that, right. What what happened?
2: Well, um, I'm an editor professionally, and uh, Actually, I, a I study bag. a lot of writing, yeah. and I really appreciate how they they kind of solved for how are we gonna move the plot forward because can't. I I was really thinking it's gonna be a two hour film, like and like in real time, and I thought like no, they can't do it, um, but they figured out a really clever way, like so. Um, I'm just going to nerd out for a second for our Do audience. Um, sh- crap, I totally forgot what I was going to say. Uh, narrative scene and immediate scenes, right? Immediate scenes where the characters are doing something in the film. Like, they're running, they're jumping, they're talking. Narrative, uh, narrative summary, though, is where they have to pass time, right? Like, oh. they're going to the bathroom. No one wants to see that. Or they're sleeping. No one wants to see that. And so the way they pass time in this film is that... At one point, there's a really intense. What was it? They uh, the lead character was trying to kill the sniper. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Bucking yeah, yeah. And then, like, brilliant! Mm-hmm. Kicks the door open,
1: and it, does he get shot? Like he, he shoot at each other. Shoot at each other. Soldiers there, like propped up, gun on, gun ready to like just go, and the door's open. Right. So they kill, shoot each other, and he. Bumps yeah. I
0: I think he just bumps his head he really does, yeah, bad. Yeah. Like,
1: cause you see gets, later it's all wet. Yeah. He bleeds right, uh, right. out a little bit he So he passes
2: out, and I thought the film was like. I was like, yeah, okay, like, is the film over? Is this it? Like, it's been real time up until this point, and then we just see the last main character die? That That'd be sense. so ballsy. But then he wakes up, and it's nighttime, and it's amazing. Yeah, this film really felt like um, like you're watching the History Channel, kind of. Like, I, I would want the History Channel to be like this for everything. Every war that I ever see on the History Channel, I want it to be filmed just like this, because I really got a sense that you were there. Yeah. You know, and I think that I mean, it was like Private Ryan a little bit, where it's like yeah. I I looked at World War Two in a whole new way, and I'm like, okay, that shit was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that shit was I, seriously fucked up. The
0: simple fact that if you're squeamish, yeah, do not they watch. They do film. not watch this film because they he they he has to interact. When I say interact, touch, move, stick his hands into, yeah. you know, oh, cadavers yeah. oh, and bodies. Gross. Well, yes, they're not real bodies. We know this. It's a Hollywood film. But they make it as realistic as possible. Yeah, yeah. You see death yeah. in a lot of different ways. People that were burned to death, that drowned to death, yeah, that lots just different shot kind of in death, different ways. All kinds of, a million death. ways
2: to die in this film. Yeah. It's war. Yeah. And, that's, and that's the reality of war. You know, I think what really moved me was the scene where um, uh, Blake was pulling the guy out of the plane. Yeah, it was and pretty cool of me like, to pull him out of the plane like I thought I was like, like oh, day. what a good guy, Like pulling this German soldier out of his burning plane so he doesn't die. Uh, and then he the camera goes away, goes away to follow and the and other
1: to follow Schofield and then we just hear ah! and
0: then he gets stabbed.
1: One of, one of the it, many parts of the emotional rollercoaster I was on which yeah. is dropped. It's, yeah. It's... Plot spoiled, but yeah, the yeah. the
0: really sad thing is is this is part of why I kind of mentioned the believability of it. If you're a soldier and you've been there for any length of time, you know, that enemy is gonna kill you no matter what. No matter what. Yeah, they're gonna do everything. So Mercy to be is, that yeah. sort of, I don't know, not ignorance, but just just like trying op- to be the good guy and like, save op- somebody. like optimism and hope, naively yeah. hopeful.
2: Yeah, you know, it's just it was really sad, uh, which I think made it made it more believable and more human because like he, none nobody who saw the film was in in that war yeah you know um and 99 percent of the people that see this film aren't going to ever experience what that really was like for four years for everybody on the planet it was just um i could see why i was nominated for best picture and i think every like high school student who's studying like world war one or wars in general should like be forced to go see this yeah like, bare minimum you know it's because um, it gives you a real good sense of
1: like it's one thing to read like all the figures yeah. on how many were lost and right. yeah. like the new ways of like warfare that were invented for this, but like to see it. Right. Like, oh right. 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 Like it's, it's uh, not just numbers on a page. These exactly, are people. exactly. Real people.
2: Made me want to drink at twelve o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> that? Oh. So sad. Yeah. To be fair,
1: existing makes me want to drink at twelve o'clock in the
0: afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially you know, the, we were we were all very I don't know, enthralled with the idea of seeing what was we were all prepared we all saw previews we all mm-hmm. knew what we were getting into but i think we were all very impressed with the reality of how they portrayed it as as you mm-hmm. said you know they they followed them in real time for the first bulk of the film and then right. that second half is again in real time yeah with some minor edits there's some time lapse there really but just smart, two writing. Of it, really yeah. smart well writing
2: smart editing. Um you know as an editor like i like i said like i really appreciate the craft of of what these writers and editors and these camera people like there was so much craft on every level of the film the actors are great yeah. but i i could see why they maybe didn't get nominated for best picture given all the other films out there although uncut gems didn't get nominated for anything again and that was just bullshit yeah. but i mean this film was amazing uh very well done craft on every level including the beers yes that we drank craft beers mm.
0: do we have any last things to mention about the movie other than just we Quit. highly recommend everyone to go see it go see it hug Qu- a
1: veteran quick piece them. of trivia
0: uh the one that was stuck out for me apparently
1: uh tom holland was in talks to play uh, i think blake oh really but he was in talks to play the uh the blake role i can but the all MDB said was scheduling conflicts, which translates to Disney owns him for a couple more years. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, because he, yeah, because that's, Disney gets what Disney wants. Roll eyes. Disney owns everything. I love the uh, Dean Charles Chapman in this role. I thought he did an incredible job. But a little part of me wants to see what would have happened if, like, Tom Holland, who I mostly know as Peter Parker.
0: Right. <laughs> I, th- I think they would have. I, I think they were good to go with, you know, not necessarily yeah. B level actors, but people that weren't as known. Mm-hmm. I, I agree to make it more believable. Like these are just two random people who were selected to yeah. go on this quest, yeah. and that's and mm-hmm. that gets brought up in the film. I mean, yeah. the, one guy is really mad. He's like, "Why did you pick me?" And he's like, "I didn't know what we were going to do." You know, it just yeah. is what it is. It's a never, good thing they were buddies.
2: Never volunteer when you're in the military. Yeah, permission, just just don't do it. <laughs>
0: If we had a commercial at this point in time, this is where it would go. Okay and welcome back. This is movie and a beer and we're discussing the film 1917 mm-hmm. and the beer we got a couple of small pictures at the St. John's Twin Cinema and Pub, which is the location we went to go see it. And as we mentioned earlier, they do offer food. They had probably six or eight different drafts available. They had bottles and cans of different things. They, it was kind of a hard choice. They had a nice variety of stuff. We were very unsure of to which to get. And my recommendation mm-hmm. was, since this is a war film and we want it to be light, we don't know what to drink, is to go with one of the lighter things they had, which was a what's called Hoppy Pills by Ex Novel Brewing, which is located here in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have two locations. They do distribute and bottle, I believe, and they do can on-site. They do crawlers as well as yeah. uh, various other methods of beer delivery, I guess you would say. Uh, uh, via bong. Yes. <laughs> so we had a hard time not only picking the beer, but mm-hmm. we weren't sure this beer actually went with the film. I, I did like it. I did enjoy the beer. I
1: like a pills on a lager. Yeah. So I did enjoy this beer. I like Ex Novo. Afterwards,
0: I feel like it didn't match with the movie. But I, I did still like it. Yeah. The, so description of the beer itself, it's got kind of slightly cloudy, little misty mm-hmm. look to it. Almost com- almost transparent, but not completely. A little really nice, light golden color, uh, even though we couldn't really see it because we're in a dark theater. There was a nice kind of cracker hoppy, yeasty aroma coming off of it when you smelled it. Taste up front was typical, you know, what you would call a uh, pilsner dry Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna have maybe some what I call lemongrass kind of approach, so it's gonna have yeah. a little sharpness to it, but this one, because it was more of a hoppy Pils, had a little bit more front, it, and it wasn't just a traditional Pilsner hop profile. I think it worked for like, like that taste worked, one, with the
1: popcorn. Yeah. I was like, this mm. is pairing really well with my popcorn, this is awesome. <laughs> and for like the like daylight scenes when they're kind of it's a little like lighter scene, they're joking around, I was like, alright, this makes sense. Then the heavier stuff, I was like, I wish I had like a Hazy, I think. But back to uh, the X Nova
0: Pils. Yeah. So this is, what is mm. well, I would classify as a tweener beer. So it's in between Pilsner and a hoppy pale. So it does have a cracker malt that a Pilsner has, mm-hmm. but it has a more hoppy f- forward profile that a traditional pale ale would have. So it's kind of just like an overhopped Pilsner. There... Really good, clean quality. I had... I think two and a half glasses over the course of the whole movie. So I we had I did two. We had some the two smaller pitchers, which give you I think three glasses all together out of each one. So, yep. I we kind of shared those two, and I know that. Randall, I had one. He, I just went out and bought one. He went up and bought one. Just a small, yeah, just a pint.
2: But yeah, I think we all oh, as they say in Britain, a proper pint, a, a proper, proper pint. pint.
0: Yes. So Randall, what do you, do you agree with, Blake? Do you think this beard didn't necessarily fit exactly yeah, with
2: it? Um. It would know, well I love the food. <clears throat> I love all of Ex Novos' beers. They make one oh, called Dynamic Duo, which yes. is my all-time favorite. Um, so I'm just kind of happy whenever I drink any of their beers. You know, That's they're, fair. they're all just really good. I don't know if it really went with the film. A fifth of whiskey might have gone with the film a little better. That's actually a good point. <laughs> you know, I think by by like a, you know, hour hour one, I was just like, "Okay, I need uh, something a little stronger than beer." Um You know, those guys were drinking at various points in the film. Mm -hmm. I think they were, I don't know what they didn't say what it was, but I'm imagining it was a whiskey or something like that. At one point, Um, milk. And at one point there was a milk scene. Yes, the, uh,
1: Chekhov's milk, as it were. <laughs> oh. That's all I'll say about oh, that. Oh
2: God, yes. Oh, hey, man. the
1: milk came in handy later that's, on. That's why. So, yep. <laughs>
0: imagine that. I mean, a great kind of like foreshadowing. It's like, why, why are you pouring the milk in your canteen? Mm-hmm. Why are you yeah, doing that?
2: Back to the film, there was a couple of foreshadowing points that I thought weren't totally well done. Like when. Uh, the guy walks onto the farmhouse. He's like, I got a bad feeling about this place. Uh-huh. 15 minutes later, his buddy dies. Mm-hmm. Like, come on guys. Jeez. Like, I get it. <laughs> I got a bad, it's a bit war. Yeah. You got a bad feeling in, about everything. Yeah. You're going to I have a bad feeling a about everything. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. So good film. Good beer. Good beer. Just not necessarily a great pairing. Yeah. Uh, highly recommend if you can find Ex Novo beer, give him a shot. Uh, this beer is available, obviously, on Draft at various places. They yes. do have it available at their tap houses and brewery location. Other than that, I, I think we had a really successful outing to this wonderful theater that we're going to yeah. make a visit to again at some point in the near future.
2: It's Oscar season. we got to catch up on all the Oscar-nominated oh films. Yes, know.
0: lots of films to watch. I, I think this concludes our episode. Thank you all for listening. Uh, this has been Dan Kapersky, and as always, opinions expressed in this podcast are those of us. And not of anyone else. Until we get and paid sponsors. Until we get some paid sponsors. And then we'll, then be, then and we'll figure we'll it out. We'll say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> yeah, I'll be <laughs> excellent chill. <laughs> All right, so thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one, and remember to hydrate. Hydrate or dihydrate. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. This has been Movie and a Beer. Stay tuned for future episodes and features to be added to our website and podcast. And please remember to drink responsibly and hydrate, hydrate, hydrate.